What's up, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Mindset Podcast. Today, we talk to our good friend, Matt Atchison. He has a very colorful resume that includes speaker, founder of the Rich Life Academy, host of the Millionaire Mindcast podcast, and he's also a very successful real estate investor. Matt drops some real gems in this episode, so you do not want to miss it. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Podcast. Today, we are joined by Matt Atchison. I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, speaker, founder of the Rich Life Academy, host of the Millionaire Mindcast podcast, and my personal favorite, real estate investor. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Matt. What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. And, and like Gabriel said, we're big in real estate. I'm a real estate agent myself. My family has a real estate brokerage. So, and, and Gabe, his dad is an investor as well. So anything real estate, we love it. So you, you're an extra special guest on our show. Uh, before we get started officially, we have some warm-up questions for you just so our audience can get to know you a bit better. Uh, cool. The first one is, who has been your favorite guest that you have had on your podcast? Man, I've had a, I've had a ton of guests. Um... I think I'm on show episode like 300 and something now. So wow. you can imagine I've had, uh, I've had a lot of guests, a lot of diversity. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily always come down to like my favorite guests, more so of like the conversations, right? Because there's a lot of people that I'm like, oh, this person's a badass or they're a gangster. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, but it, more so, it's not based on kind of what their resume and like, what their success looks like, but more so like the conversation, what I pull out of it. But I would say, you know, people like uh, Dan Fleischman was a really good one from a business perspective. Um, John Malott was a great one from mindset. Cole Hatter was a great one from mindset. Um, you know, I've had people on like John Asaraf all around like the subconscious mind. So I think it just depends on what you're looking for. But those have been some of my favorite guests that I've had on the show. Yeah. I mean, You've had, I actually had the chance to listen to a couple of your episodes and they're great. They're phenomenal, by the way. Um, but I really want to pick your mind a little bit. What, with all these conversations with these people, um, what would you say is the common denominator between all of them? I'm sure you talk to these wealthy individuals, successful business, like-minded people. What would you say is uh, the common denominator between all of them? I would say all of them are very humble and teachable. Um, it's oftentimes the people I find that are really arrogant and proud and uh, kind of loud about their success um, that are oftentimes the people that probably shouldn't be and the individuals that I've, you know, have all of the reason to be arrogant and are proud are really just super humble and teachable people. And oftentimes, uh, you know, these are people that they don't do, unless you're asking them questions, they don't do a lot of talking actually are the people asking really good questions. They're naturally curious. They're always looking to learn and they're really good listeners. And, and, and oftentimes I find that the most successful people, the people you got to watch out for, the people that are most dangerous in a good way are the people that do less talking and a lot more listening. Absolutely. Yeah. I've actually heard a quote. I, I forget who it, it was from, but they said, always fear the quietest man in the room, which to your point is, you know, the ones always listening, always the ones learning, taking in. Um, yep. but yeah, great stuff. Next question. Next question of our lightning round. Um, 
Anthony and I are big readers. Um, we see that you on your Instagram, you've posted some books here and there. What is a book that you have recently read or are currently reading um, that you love and you would recommend? Uh, this was recommended to me by one of my mentors. It's uh, the 15 commitments of conscious leadership. Mm. And, you know, I've read tons of leadership books. Um, this is one that I feel like puts a really unique and um, updated spin on what leadership means and looks like the challenges as well as the opportunities in kind of, you know, 2020 and beyond and just how the landscape of leadership has really changed. But um, it's a great mindset book, but it's also a really great tactical book on some of the tangible things leaders can do to lead themselves, lead their companies, lead their teams, people. Um, so that was probably one of the better books I've read in, in some time. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I took note of that. We're going we're gonna to look into that. Sounds like a great book. Right now, currently, Gabe and I, we're reading Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, which oh, is a great a book. It's a really great book, yeah. and, and, and we're enjoying it, and we reflect off the book uh, every week. But uh, Matt, walk us through your journey. How, how did you get to where you are today, having a very successful podcast, being a coach, being an entrepreneur? I'm sure your journey wasn't full of an easy road. It was full of potholes and, and curves and different directions. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so um, I would say for me, my, my entrepreneurial journey started when my mom started dragging me to like real estate investing conferences and seminars when I was like 13, 14. So I kind of got to start seeing and being exposed to, you know, people that were making big checks that were investing, that were building businesses that were living life on their terms. And I was like, yeah, I, I like that. I, I align with that. I want that. But um, I was also, you know, young, I was in high school and at that time, you know, I did what most high schoolers do, right? Kick it with your friends. Um, you got your certain hobbies. I actually started kind of getting involved with some of the wrong people. I found myself, I got expelled my senior year of high school. Um, and that was kind of like my first real hardship that I had faced in my life. And that taught me a lot about myself and who I was and what I was capable of. And I think a lot of people can relate to certain hardships and challenges that, kind of teaches you a little bit about who you are and what you're made of and what you're capable of as well. And so I kind of course corrected from that. And I ended up uh, going to college. I was, you know, going down the traditional path, which uh, I think a lot of people are questioning nowadays, right? Of like, do I really need higher education to go out and be successful, right? You're raising your hand yep. right now, for That's sure. Right now, yeah. And so um, both my parents were corporate America climbers, they divorced when I was young, but they were just like, Hey, you go in, you get a job and you work there for 30 years. Right. And then you retire and that's success. And uh, both my parents were underpaid, overworked, underappreciated. And I realized, man, I, I don't want that for myself. Right. I was exposed. The thing about proximity, whether it's to good things or to bad things is you can really actually start to learn and adopt certain things or you can learn and choose not to adopt certain things and for me i said i don't want to go down that path so i ended up working for a small business owner while i was going through school and he really taught me like what true entrepreneurship looked like he actually wanted me to kind of take over his company he was going to retire in a couple years and i realized that bro, you get, you, you gave me the, I drank the juice. I'm not going to come and work for you now. Like I'm going to go do this for myself. Yeah. Um, so I ended up 
moving back to Sacramento. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had this expensive piece of paper that I knew I wasn't going to use. I was interviewing for like $30,000, $40,000 year jobs. And I was like, fuck that. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to be my own boss. I knew that I wanted to have unlimited earning potential. Like, hey, if I make 30 grand or I make 300,000, like I am the one who gets to decide what that looks like. Then I wanted to be in a career that allowed me to help people and to do good things. Um, I wanted to still have that sexiness, that freedom with the lifestyle, the ability to kind of travel and have fun and be flexible, but also out of all of those boxes, the final one that was most important to me was I wanted to have a career that allowed me to build wealth in the process of also making an income and also making an impact and also doing all those other things. And so real estate was the one that checked all those boxes. So I ended up working and finding uh, a mentor and working for this guy for free for about 10 months. And this was back in 2010 when foreclosures were everywhere. Mm. And basically, um, we were flipping like 20 houses a month. Wow. And I was doing all the work. He was cashing $50,000 checks and I was getting paid the big goose egg. And so I realized one really quickly, like, man, I can do this for myself. And two, that I didn't need all of this money to go out and do it. And so that led me to finding my first flip. I, uh, I ended up netting, I was 21 years old. I netted over $106,000 off that first flip and I was never looking back. I was off to the races. So fast forward now, um, you know, my wealth building kind of tree trunk, my core focus has been real estate and real estate investing. I flipped a couple hundred houses in the last few years, but then I also knew like, Hey, I can make good money, but I got to show up and gr grind and bust my ass every day to make this money. So yeah. how do I start using that income to then go out and buy assets or businesses or opportunities that generate the mailbox money for me where I don't have to show up for it. So that's when I started buying single family houses and commercial strip centers. I own a hotel now. Um, and then I started coaching and mentoring other people after I started speaking at conferences and events around the country. And that naturally just, you know, a passion of mine was helping other people do the same thing. You know, I was broke. I was living at home. I didn't know what I didn't know. And, you know, somebody gifted me an opportunity, gifted me wisdom, gifted me resources that kind of put extra tools on my tool belt that weaponized me to go out and achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve. So that's how I fell into coaching and, uh, you know, the podcast, because I really was passionate, not about just making my own life, my own situation better, but also going, you know, how do I serve other people in this process? Mm -hmm. How do I help other people weaponize other people to go out and be dangerous at achieving the goals that they want to achieve in their life as well. Right. And so I became more of a shepherd of information and support um, and accountability in that sense of going, I'm not creating anything new that people don't already know about or have access mm -hmm. to, but I can also be somebody that goes out and pushes that information or shares those resources or creates those opportunities mm -hmm. that make a difference and impact in people's lives as well. And that's what has ultimately um, probably been the most fulfilling part of my journey is like, yeah, making money is great. But if you're financially abundant and you're, you know, bankrupt in how you treat other people or you're bankrupt with your health or you're bankrupt in your relationships with a bad father or bad husband or, you know, bad business owner, those, those things I didn't want to be right. So I wanted to live like a millionaire in all areas of my life. And that's ultimately been the journey that I've been on personal development wise for the last decade is going, how do I wake up every day and 2.0 myself? How do I get a little bit more dangerous, a little bit sharper? So that way, as I go out 
in my path and on my journey, make an impact and make a difference for other people as well. Wow. I'm almost, I'm almost scared to ask you what's next, which is a question <laughs> we'll get to at the end. <laughs> I don't even want to know. You're just so getting young. Started, baby. You're just getting started, just, man. Wow. wow. That, what an inspiring story. Safe to say that anybody can make it, right? Anybody yeah, can I mean, it. And, and my, my, my story is, you know, I will say um, I started, even though I started with nothing, and I created all of this for myself, at the end of the day, I know people way worse off than me and in way more challenging situations and circumstances that go out and create even bigger and more successful yeah. stories for themselves. Yeah. So whether it's me or somebody else that you see, know that if you're listening to this right now, anybody can do this. And if you feel like whether it's because of how you grew up or where you live or what money you do or don't have or what the color of your skin is or the sex of your gender, whatever it is, if you feel like you're behind and the truth of it is that you may be behind, that just means you're going to have to work a little bit harder. doesn't yeah. mean that you are not capable uh, or being prevented from going out. If, if you live in America, you live in a, in a true country outside of all the stuff that people want to tell you and all the oppressions that you might feel are out there. We live in the freest and most opportunistic country in the world on the planet. And in light of all the craziness, we all have the ability, if we choose to, to show up in a way every day that gives us the best chance to unlock the life that we all probably have some type of vision in our mind for and know that it is possible for you. It is possible. It just, it takes small, smart, consistent choices made every single day over an extended period of time. And you're going to look up and look back and go, shit, I've I've actually covered a lot of ground. Like yeah. I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface of what I'm doing. Yeah. And yet when I look up or I hear somebody else kind of recite some of these things back to me, I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. I actually have covered a good amount of ground. Right. But people who are peak performers, high achievers have big goals and big dreams. Right. Once we cross that line in the sand that we drew for ourselves, maybe a year ago or two years ago or 10 years ago, right? We always find a way to draw another sand because a line in the sand, because we want to always get better. We're never satisfied mm -hmm. with the outcomes because we know we're capable of more. You don't want to rob yourself of the enjoyment that you have along the journey and always be in a rush to getting to the next spot, right? You got to enjoy that journey to the top of the summit and know that there's always going to be another mountain to climb. And yeah, yeah. people like us who are adrenaline junkies, who have big goals, who want big things in life for ourselves and for others, we're always going to continue to look for things that challenge us and give us that opportunity to experience that growth. Yeah, absolutely. And you can always, you can, you can only connect the dots once you look back, right? It's, right? it's, it's almost like, you know, you're going through things, you're going through seasons in your life and it might not make sense to you. I, I mean, personally, I've gone through things that I'm like, wow, why, why is this happening right now? But a year from then I'll like, I'll look back and I'm like, wow, like that's why that happened. Like it, it just builds character. And Matt, you're, I feel like you're the perfect example of entrepreneur, right? I feel like now in the 21st century, you know, everyone and their mom wants to be an entrepreneur, right? They put, they put the entrepreneur little tag on their Instagram bio and bam, you're an entrepreneur, right? They, they want everything handed to them. So, you know, definitely applaud to you. Um, like Anthony mentioned, you're only scratching the surface with your success and, you know, what you've gone through and, and what else is to come. But up until now, how much of your success do you credit to your hard work, your determination? Um, and how much do you credit maybe to luck? Mm. 
some of it is right place, right time, but right place, right time requires you to be in the right place at the right time, which requires work, which requires taking action. Right. And so I think now, um, you know, looking back on it, I'll just give the example of, you know, man, I'm so grateful that I bought real estate in 2011 and 2012 and 2013 and 2014. If you would have asked me if I was lucky in those years, I would say, no, I, I worked my ass off and I pulled funds and I took action and I closed deals and I bought real estate. And now looking back, some of my net worth you know, and the equity I have in those properties had nothing to do with how hard I worked. It just had to do with the fact that I was lucky that the market was at a low and it's risen to where it's at today, right? But I don't really consider that luck because ultimately that required action. And so there's a lot of people that say, oh, this law of attraction created these opportunities for me and I put it out into the universe and God answered. Well, it also, law of action means absolutely nothing without, the law of attraction means nothing without the law of action. You have to take consistent daily action to put yourself in positions to actually get lucky. So I would say that for me, no, I I don't think I'm lucky because I... Um, I wouldn't have been in any of those positions to get lucky if I wasn't taking action. And therefore that was an internal choice mm-hmm. that I made myself to put myself in those positions. You know, Gary V says something that I find interesting. He says the more successful he becomes, the, the luckier people say he got right. The more, <laughs> the more successful you become, I feel people think, Oh, wow, that guy got really lucky. I mean, look at him. He's so successful. That's all luck right? <laughs> so that, that, that combination, that relationship there is kind of funny. Uh, prior to, to having recording with you today, Matt, I was looking through your Instagram and I came across one of the videos that, that you gave. I, I believe it was in the podcast with Matt Bodrow, one of our good friends that we recorded mm-hmm. with. And you were talking about how someone can become more likable. Uh, I'm sure that's someone that that's something that all of our viewers right now can benefit from. I'm sure that's something that we strive to do every single day, right? How can we become more likable with our friends, coworkers, family members? Do you have any tips, any advice maybe that you can give our listeners on how they can become more likable? Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people go, man, what's one of your superpowers? You know, and I say, I'm really good at connecting with people. Um, you know, and, and I won't say everybody likes me for sure. And I don't expect everybody to like me. You shouldn't want everybody to like you. And because obviously that means that you're not standing for something. However, there is a formula that I've kind of boiled down because I've talked to a lot of my mentors. I've talked to a lot of business partners. I've talked to a lot of people that I've been in business with. Um, and one of the overwhelming pieces of feedback people told me, of, you're just a likable guy. I, I like being in business with you because you're likable. Yeah. And I, I said, but what does that really mean? Right. And is this something that anybody can become more likable? And my answer to that is yes. After kind of gathering some, you know, and asking questions and being curious about what that actually means. What I kind of boiled it down to was number one, you got to be confident. So you don't, you don't necessarily have to be capable of everything that's required of you in that moment, but you got to be confident in your ability to become capable right? You may not be the best real estate investor that understands spreadsheets and formulas yet, but you have to be confident in yourself that you have the ability to learn that skill, right? So confidence is a very key part of being likable. The second piece of it is you have to be humble. Hmm. So you have to always be 
teachable. You always have to be looking for opportunities to grow, to learn. I always say I'm a student of life and I'm always looking for my next teacher. It's my responsibility every day to go out and find somebody that I can learn something from. Listen to a podcast like yours that I can learn something from. Find a conversation or a mentor or a coach, right, who can teach me something. It's my job to go out every single day and be humble enough to say, I know that I don't know it all and I need to find ways to sharpen my ax, right? So confidence plus humility plus somebody who consistently adds value to others all the time, whether that's in your job, whether that's with a friendship, whether that's in anything that you do, if you're always looking for gaps that may be apparent and or not in an organization or in a conversation or in a relationship that you know you can bring some value to, genuinely bring value to, you add those three things together and you have somebody that is confident in who they are and what they bring to the table, but is humble enough to check their ego at the door every day and look to learn and grow at all times. And is always looking to add value in whatever situation or circumstance they find themselves in. That makes a very likable person. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously that's got to be coupled with good core values, good characteristics, good traits, right? But those three things right there, I'm sure you guys all know, we all know the listener as well can identify somebody where you're like, I just, I just like that dude. Or I just like her. Like she's amazing. She brings me up. She challenges me. They, right. We all know those people. And so not saying that's what's going to make you successful, but I'm saying that's what's going to bring more opportunity and abundance and quality relationships and quality mentors right into your life is by being more likable. Now you don't want to be the person that just is a yes man or a yes woman and just does whatever, right? But at the end of the day, if you are those three things consistently, that's going to open up a lot of doors, a lot of conversations, a lot of opportunities for you. And let me tell you, in the business world that we're in, whether it's real estate, entrepreneurship, and, and it doesn't have to be just that, a regular nine to five job, being likable is everything. It's everything. It's, it opens doors for you or can close doors for you. So yep. that, that aspect, uh, I would love to get more into detail with that maybe later if we can have you on again to just talk about that because I think it's so important. Uh, that aspect of being likable, so important. So, sometimes so much, I think it's overlooked sometimes too. Big time. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a polarizing asshole to get, you know, <laughs> followers or attention nowadays, right? Like you can, the nice guy, the nice girl can win. The likable person can win, right? Yeah. You got to stand for something and know that, hey, you're not, everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to align with what you say and how you think and how you act. But at the end of the day, if you feel aligned with what you believe in, what are your core values, what you stand for, what you will and won't tolerate in your life. And you speak that and you show up as that every single day and you're the real organic version of yourself. You know that all the opportunities, all the conversations, all the relationships, all the experiences that you have are going to be aligned with the organic version of you. And that's all you can hope for, right? Is like, I don't want a bunch of fake people in my life. I don't want a bunch of fake opportunities in my life that aren't aligned with who I am. I want to be doing things that are congruent and synergistic with who I am at my core. And I'm okay with the fact that that isn't for everybody. But I can tell you this much, if you are likable, right? People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And so if you can be very likable, um, it's going to create more opportunity and space for you to show up as that organic version of yourself and know that those things are a direct reflection of who you are and how you're showing up. Absolutely. And what you said about humility, I think is so good because, you know, some of the best leaders that I know, they're students first, 
right? And they're they're always willing to learn. They're always willing to say, yeah, I I don't I don't know, but I'll figure it out, right? Let me you you can teach me, you know. I th- this this society that we live in, unfortunately, there's there are many people that are viewed as leaders, but it's it's only because they have authority, and everyone you know thinks that oh, let me look up to him because he's the boss. But there's a bear, a, a big fine line between authority and leadership. Um, but this, this, you know, it goes into my next question. I know we were talking about being likable, but like you mentioned before, I'm sure you've, you've had to handle some type of criticism, people that may not like you. Um, you're big on social media. I'm sure there have been people that look at you and say, oh man, oh yeah, he did get lucky, like we mentioned, or, you know, I, I wish I could do that. And they just don't like you because of that. How, how much you handle that type of criticism, um, that you get? I, you know, um, one of the things that I have kind of hung my hat on early on is like, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. If people don't like me, you know, that, that was one thing early in my, um, career that I said, Hey, if I'm going to, you know, put myself out there. Um, and I, when you put yourself out there, leaders that lead from the front at the end of the day, you have more eyes and more ears on you and ultimately a bigger target on your back. Mm-hmm. And so there's always going to, be those people that want to critique you and criticize you and ultimately know nothing about you. Most of the shit that people have said about me are from people who legitimately know nothing about me, nothing about my life. And for me, all I care about is the people who truly know me and that are aligned with, you know, my core values. If they were to say something bad about me, then I'd have to take a hard look in the mirror and go, man, okay, hold on. Right. Where's the accountability and what I'm saying, what I'm doing. Right. But for me, like I call it the swan effect. Every night my head hits that pillow. I sleep well at night because I know that I am a good person. I know that I take care of people. I know that I do the right thing. I'm not a racist. I'm not a bigot. I'm not this or that or whatever anybody may want to say. Right. I know it's the truth. And so for me, I'm okay with the fact that other people may have certain feelings or things to say about me. And at the end of the day, for anybody listening, it's not your, it's not any of your business how somebody else feels about you. It's, it's, it's none of your business. Like that's, that's their own shit. It has nothing to do with me. So all I know is that if I kept my side of the table clean, right? In the sense of I've done everything that's aligned with who I am at my core and I don't feel like I stepped out of that integrity. I didn't do anything unethically. I didn't do x y or z that could be getting said about me (laughs) it ain't my business like you can say whatever the fuck you want to say about me i'm gonna go to bed every single night knowing that i have stayed in alignment with who i am at my core and that's all you can do right and again my core values may be complete clash with somebody else who's got completely different core values and that's why they are attacking me cool i'm good with that right i can live my life knowing that I've been congruent with the person that I wanted to become and I show up with my decisions and my actions every single day. And if my audio, my video, what I'm saying out of my mouth is aligned with what actions I'm taking in my life, I can feel good about who I am at the end of the day. And the fact that if somebody doesn't like something I said or what I did, as long as I feel good about that, I'm good with it. It's it's none of my business what anybody else has to say about me. And developing that thick skin early on in the game, you know, us young people, 19 in your 20s, is so crucial. It prepares you for what's to come later on, right? Because I feel so many people our age, right, we're 19, 20, our age group, you know, a little bit of criticism and then they fold. 
a person folds, they're like, I, I can't handle this. And, and they fold and, and whatever, they go back on their word or stop going forward, right? And I, I see that. I have friends who have been in those situations and it's just so heartbreaking to see because it, like you said, the person who's criticizing them doesn't even know them, doesn't really know who they are. Yeah. So it, it's really sad to see, but that thick skin that you develop, the earlier you get it, the better you'll be off, I think. Now, yep. the million dollar question, the question we've all been wanting to ask you, the scary question for you, Matt, what is next for you? What does the next chapter look like? Uh, for me, it's, it's really about scaling my wealth now. Um, you know, I've, I've got some, I've generated some good wealth through my real estate assets and businesses that I own. You know, my goal is to um, get it into that nine figure mark. That's, that's like the big, big goal for me. Um, but really it's going to be done through hospitality, real estate assets, um, and creating like world-class experiences for people that are boutique, unique, um, very creative. And I believe that's going to be something now more than ever that people crave is instead of these cookie cutter experiences, they want something that's very unique, very customized, um, very intimate. And, and that is one thing that I'm doing through my hospitality assets and brand and buying more hotels. Um, I'm negotiating on some more businesses. So I think that's also going to be a great wealth building vehicle for if you're younger right now, understanding like real um, strategy of business and how real businesses are run. There's going to be a lot of distressed business owners, small business owners here in the next few years that are going to be looking for ways out that have done all the heavy lifting to get their brand or their business, right? Or their product or service up. And they may just be burnt out after five or 10 or 15 years and COVID hit them or some kind of financial hardship hit them, which we all know a lot of that is going on right now. And therefore, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for young, hungry entrepreneurs and business owners to buy those businesses out at pennies on the dollar and scale those opportunities and generate more passive income and more wealth through those vehicles. So between real estate and businesses, those are going to be kind of some of my, um, my focuses moving forward and kind of taking a page out of Marcus Lemonis and the profit, right, of people, product and process. And um, identifying ones that are congruent with the portfolio of businesses and assets that I'm building and, and buying right now. Wow. A lot, a lot to look forward uh, for you, Matt. But before we log off here, I have one last question for you. Um, our audience, they're, they're a fairly young audience. What would you tell, you know, someone maybe our age or even younger that is looking to get into the wealth building or get into the real, real estate investing game? What is one thing you would tell them, maybe a first step that they can take to really propel their, their investing career as they get older? For me, I would say the idea that, you know, wealth is really latch onto the idea that wealth is made in the crock pot, not in the microwave. Like mm -hmm. I'm a millennial. You guys are even younger than me. I pace in front of the microwave. I'm like, man, this shit ain't coming fast enough. Right. And when you're thinking about real wealth, you're thinking about passive income, you're thinking about real freedom getting unlocked for you in your life, you have to know that it is created in the crock pot. There's a lot of ingredients in this recipe of success that take time to fuse together to create the outcome, this amazing, tasty, delicious dish that ultimately is your dream, right? So most importantly, small things turn into big things when they're done over and over and over and over again. So now if you are, whether it's investing $50 a week or $5,000 a month 
or $5, whatever it may be, know that as time goes on, the compound effect is a powerful thing. And as a younger individual, everybody has the ability to leverage time that is on their side right now. So you don't need to get rich overnight, right? You don't need to start living fancy lifestyles overnight. You don't need to be able to buy your Lambo overnight. Like know that it's going to take some time and it's all put in with strategic ingredients for success into this crock pot. And then right over time, you're going to look, I'm going to look up in a couple of years and I was like, wow, you know, I'm a millionaire. Oh, wow. I've got a couple million dollars. Oh, wow. Right. And you do that over and over and over again. It's not by having lightning in a bottle. Not too many people on this planet are Mark Zuckerberg or not too many people are, you know, Jack Dorsey and create like, and if you are great, but for most people, it's just by being consistent over an extended period of time. And then you're going to look up and unlock things that, okay, this is why I got into this for in the first place. So just keeping that long-term vision in mind, whether it's with your relationships, great relationships are created in a crock pot, long-term awesome. game, great wealth created in a crock pot, long-term game, great wealth or health created in a crock pot, long-term game. It's all about small things done consistently over an extended period of time. Couldn't have said it better myself. So for everyone listening, get cooking in the crock pot. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about the next five, 10, 15 years. Matt, it was such a pleasure having you on. Again, like we mentioned in the beginning, you have so much uh, to look forward to. You're just scratching the surface. We feel it. Um, we're here for you um, down here in Miami. I'm sure we'll, me and Anthony will be uh, visiting Sacramento once this whole COVID situation is over Most with. Um, but before we log off, where can our viewers find you? Where can they find your podcast on social media? Where are you at? Yeah, everybody can um, obviously listen to the podcast, uh, Millionaire Mindcast. we got all kinds of cool tools, resources, freebies over at MillionaireMindcast.com. Um, they can always reach out to me on Instagram at official Mattie uh, I've got YouTube. So pretty much any platform you can find me on and uh, feel free to hit me up. I always love connecting with uh, listeners on different podcasts that they've heard me from. That's what's up. That's what's up, Matt. Thank you so much, brother. It's good talking to you and we'll talk soon. Keep at it, fellas. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode with our good friend, Matt, from California. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some of the golden nuggets that Matt gave us. It's always so important to realize that if someone in your situation made it, you can definitely make it. There are no excuses. People in worse situations that you are in right now have, quote unquote, made it in life. You certainly can. You have the power to do whatever you want with your life. You hold the pencil to your own life. Have a great rest of your week.